0: Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. All right, amen. Thank you, worship team. Hallelujah. And it is good to be here tonight. You may be seated. Good to have all of you here. Good to see you. Brother Troy with us, of course, good to have Sister Carol back with us, good to have this young lady over here, guest, first time with us here tonight, amen, and we have Brother Ryan home, and uh, amen, looks good out there, all right, a couple of things, Uh, I don't know, maybe I wasn't listening, but uh, Brother Colton, did you announce your father being here? You did not. Okay. This coming Sunday, uh, we have a guest speaker that will be with us. Brother Colton's father, Brother Garrett, will be with us. And uh, Sister Garrett and his brother Gage will be here. So we're excited to have them with us. And uh, so do remember that. And if you have never been uh, on our which has turned out to be, I don't know how many years this is, Brian or Autumn could probably help me on our annual, it's kind of, it's not a turkey trot, okay? It's a turkey walk for most of us. But we meet at the Lighthouse on Thanksgiving morning. And uh, we do, we, we walk around, I don't know why that's doing that. Do I need to turn it off? Okay. We walk around the Columbia, what we used to call the Columbia Lagoon and uh, then we come back. So it, it uh, gets you ready to eat a lot of turkey and stuff, okay? So do remember that. And uh, Brother McCune mentioned something, and, and pray for the big red wave. Amen. Things could really, amen, next week... Uh, could be a a very momentous time in our country, but we can't just take it for granted that it's going to happen. I recall time where Israel was uh, still in captivity. And even though it had been prophesied that they and Jeremiah, that they would only be there for 70 years, if you read the book of Daniel. Daniel read it, and then he prayed for their release. So even though it was happening, even though it had been prophesied, Daniel still prayed that way. And so our prayers always impact the outcome. Always do. So do remember that. I would also like to um, remember, uh, pray for the ladies. Amen. Sister Kathleen, uh, appreciate Everything that the ladies have had seemed like something going on for every month here. But as you well know, Sister Kathleen is the sectional ladies director, and they're having a uh, meeting here, Section 3 and 5, this coming Friday night. And so we want it to be a great thing. And uh, so we appreciate all the ladies involved. How many ladies plan on attending that? We're here. Thank you, Brother Colton. <laughs> we have. Uh, I understand there is uh, how many? How what's the count so far? Ninety-four. Ninety-four ladies. So, gonna be a gonna be a big turnout. So do remember that. All right. And uh, as a matter of fact, why don't we do this? If if you wouldn't mind, why not would you mind standing with us? And I wanna I want us to pray for the ladies and Sister Kathleen and the ladies that. Uh, are here. We, we, we are blessed. Uh, Sister Beth Smith, she is our sectional um, secretary. Brother Jeff Woods is our sectional Sunday school director. And uh, so we are blessed to have uh, folks here that are willing, that are willing to serve in whatever capacity that God allows them to do. How many of you are willing to do that? Amen. And Sister Alicia also, what do you call P745679234? All right. All right, why don't we just lift our hearts here for just a moment, amen, and we're going to pray for the ladies, amen, in this event. Heavenly Father, we're so very thankful, Lord, to be here this evening. We thank you for the privilege, God, that you have given us, Lord, that we can serve according, Lord, to your divine will and your calling in our lives. And we lift up before you, Lord, our ladies in the sectional meeting that's coming up on this Friday. We pray, God, that it would go smoothly. We pray that there would be a great anointing upon our ladies, Lord. And that they would inspire one another to even do greater things, Lord. Hallelujah. For the glory of your name, we pray. And we will give you the thanks, amen, in Jesus' name. All right, amen, you may be seated. Hallelujah. And uh, I do want to say thank you for all the junk food that you have given me for Pastor Appreciation Month. If you need anything, it's the second drawer down in my desk, okay, if you need any junk food, it's there for you. All right, we want to uh, call your attention tonight to the book of Leviticus, chapter number 6. And we're going to read verses 8 through 13. Amen. All right, then the Lord spoke to Moses, and would you be able to turn those track lights down for me, please? You know I was going to ask that, right? Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, "...command Aaron and his son, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering shall be on the hearth, the altar upon the altar, all night until morning, and the fire of the altar shall be kept burning on it. And the priest shall put on his linen garment, and his linen trousers he shall put on his body." Take up the ashes of the burnt offering, which the fire has consumed on the altar, and he shall put them beside the altar. Then he shall take off his garments, put on other garments, and carry the ashes outside the camp to a clean place. And the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order on it. He shall burn on it the fat of the peace offerings. And verse 13, a fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. And I would uh, like to talk to you this evening on this thought. Don't forget to take out the ashes. All right. Don't forget to take out the ashes. One man wrote this and he said yesterday's past tomorrow's the future but today is a gift that's why we call that's why it's called the present Amen that's a good word isn't it That's why they call it the present The Bible says today is the day of salvation and that's not just to say that for the unsaved one, that they are, it's meant for them as well as it is, but not just saying that you need to make sure that when you have the opportunity that you accept the call of the gospel and you give your heart to God, but I want to read something else to you and talking about trying to give you an idea here of what we're going to be dealing with here this evening, but here's an exaggerated example of how important our todays are, okay? Exodus 14, this is a story about Pharaoh as he decides to pursue Israel after God has delivered them. You even at me? Something wrong? Oh, you never know, you know, he's, I know my, the the wire's kind of dangling there. But Pharaoh decides to pursue Israel after God had delivered them. Verse number 10 says, the children of Israel, they looked behind them and they saw and heard the army of Egypt coming after them. They looked forward, and there was no future ahead of them. It was only the Red Sea. And here is what God spoke to them. said God spoke to them, and he said this in verse 13. He says, fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. How many of us believe that God is no respecter of days? Do you know that things happen on any given day? Not just a Wednesday. Not just a Sunday. How many of you were saved on a particular day? Does it have to be a Sunday? Did it have to be a Sunday when you gave your heart to God? And so... God is speaking to Israel, and he says, hey, he says, I want you, okay? He says, stand still. In other words, okay, take a moment. Take a moment. Don't worry about where you came from. Don't worry about where you're going. But I want you to take a moment, and I want you to witness what I can do for you today. Today. You don't have tomorrow. You can't go back. Today is the only moment of time that we really have. And God says, I want you to stand still. I want you to watch and see what I will do. He goes on to say this. He says, for the army who you have seen today, you shall see them Again, no more forever, for the Lord shall fight for you today. I don't know about you, but I need him on Mondays. I need him on Tuesdays. I need him on two days. All right? And 2 Corinthians 6.2 says that when the time came, listen to this, it says, when the time came... I listened to you. And when you needed help, I came to save you. That time has come. This is the day for you to be saved. Paul writes, he says, When you needed me, I listened. And that is what... Re- We're we're always talking, really what what we're always trying to do is we're trying to get into the present tense, the current moment of time as the story in Luke, I think the 24th chapter or whatever it was in the book of Luke where it says that the Lord was in the house, the power of the Lord was present to heal them, But the people that were in the house did not recognize it and wasn't aware of that precious moment. But the man that was paralyzed, his friends did, they took him there. And so, I think you and I all believe and and we know how powerful it can be. We're always in, you can't escape from the presence of God. Bible says if you go to the moon, he's there. Not the moon, but if you go there, you go there. You go to the Bomber Sea, he's going to be there. He's everywhere all the time. In fact, nothing is created outside of God. Do you realize that everything that has ever been created is within God himself? Think about that. And everything that will be invented, it all comes from God. And so, when, it's important, it's important that we understand that, I, and I, I am all for, my goodness, there's nothing like a Wednesday night to recharge your battery. There is nothing like a Sunday. I, I love Sundays, right? How many of you love Sundays? That, I tell folks, that is our prime time event. That is, that is game day for us. That's when we put on the uniform. Right? That's when we put on that garment of praise. And that's when we come to the house of God. That's when, when the doors were open. We, we, we loved the scripture. I was glad when they said unto me, Let's go to the house of God And what really makes it special is when you are here. Brother Larry, when you are here, when we know that you are battling things, but you're still here, but you're still worshiping, but you're still praying, but you're still being an encourager, it would be easy. It would be, if I, if, you know, if I was sick, to stay home. And don't get me wrong, I mean, if you, if you got COVID, stay home, okay? Yes, but you understand, when you're battling things, long-term illnesses, Mom. when you're battling ongoing health issues, and it would be so easy to stay home and, and say, well, you know, I just don't feel up to it. But that's when the power of God really becomes all the more present in your life is when you don't feel like it and you still come and you still lift your heart to the Lord and you still worship God. And so the importance of the current moment. Exodus 16, listen to this. The Lord told Moses, I will rain bread from heaven for you. Guess when heaven was open for the people? Their todays. Their todays. Heaven is open today. And they could only get it during their today. Right? (laughs) And Listen to this. You read it. We don't have time to go into it all. And they gathered according to their hunger. Okay, you get that? They gathered. It was ample opportunity. It was as much as they needed. There is a underlying principle there. We all know it. You can get as much of God as you are hungry to get from God. But it doesn't come... You ain't going to get it out of yesterday. You ain't going to pull it out on tomorrow. You are only going to get it according to your hunger for today. And so... I love that. They... If they tried to carry it over, you know, I don't like leftovers. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, there is two big bags of chicken in that fridge if anybody wants to take home today, okay, from Sunday's dinner. But, you know, how many of you like leftovers? You know, like the old days, mom would take Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays. Leftovers poured in a big pot for Thursday, and they call it goulash. A few, yeah, a few chicken heads and fish eyes, and you got a stew. But they couldn't do that. They could not do it. God said, to Moses, heaven is open for you today, son. You tell those people whatever according to their, their need is for that day. Whatever they need, it's there, but you can't hang on to it, hoping that it's going to take you into tomorrow, because if you try it, guess what? There's bugs and maggots and everything else is going to be in it. We know the story, don't we? And then, of course, uh, you know, on on the, the day before the Sabbath, they could get uh, double portion. But... It was only open for there today. So we read to you. This is the law of the burnt offering. It is the burnt offering because of the burning on the altar all night until the morning. The fire of the altar shall be burning in it. Okay? So we know this. I love this this Old Testament. You know... uh, uh, shadow of the Holy Ghost. I love it. This was... Did, do you have that photo? You got a photo of the tabernacle? You can put it up there. Here we go. It says, okay, here's the law of the burnt offering. Okay? You bring a burnt off. you bring an offering, put it on that altar right there, and uh, I want you... Now, the burnt offering, it was the entire. It wasn't just cut up in pieces, okay? It was the whole shemali. They put that whole thing on there, and it burnt all night long until it was reduced to ashes. Total. Total. And I've said it before. I'll say it again, okay? Wouldn't that have been a great place to visit? Right? Tabernacle in the wilderness. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. And nothing gets past the altar. Okay? You don't start in the holy place, the presence of God. You don't start there and work backwards. You cannot get in to the presence of God before you get to the altar. It's an impossibility. It is virtually impossible. And so God told him, he says, this is the, this is the law of that burnt offering. He says, you need to, I want you to put that offering there. I want, you, I want it to burn all night long until there is nothing left but ashes. In other words, he's saying that every day, this is a reminder to us, that every day that we live for God, every day that we're alive on the earth, it expires every day. There is nothing that you can do to retrieve your life and the choices that you make, the commitments that you make, You cannot go back and retrieve the words that were spoken and the actions that you did. It all is reduced to yesterday's ashes. But now, but now, watch this. Listen carefully to this. He says, okay, now, he says, "All night long." That means that means that there was a priest. Notice the location. Now, the the altar, the brazen altar, seven and a half feet wide, four and a half feet tall. They couldn't actually see the sacrifice, but it was that that worship center, the tabernacle, and they all. It was smack. Dab in the middle of their community. In other words, everything focused on the tabernacle and what took place within the course of that tabernacle. When people, it didn't matter if you were in the tribe of Issachar or Dan or Judah or Sime, didn't matter. When you woke up in the morning, you were facing that center of worship. It was there. You couldn't get away from it. And even though they could not see the fire coming from that altar, they knew that it was burning because of the smoke. How many of you ever cooked or heated on a wood stove? When I was a kid... Well, I I had a normal life, right? When I was a kid, nine people in a two-bedroom house, one bathroom, no foundation in the house, broken windows, boarded them up, and we heated and we cooked on a wood stove. All right? Baker, it never gets cold in Baker, Oregon, so, you know, it's a piece of cake. But I remember growing up as a kid, we heated and we cooked on a wood stove for a number of years until we got a gas stove. And guess what? Everybody gathered around in the morning. We gathered around that stove because it was a little cool out there. But you know what? You, the, the wood burned and then the ashes fell down into a catch pan. And you had to empty the ashes. In order to keep that fire going, Moses told God said, Moses... You need to tell though you need to tell that you need to tell Aaron. You need to tell my people that they in in order to keep the fire going they have to every morning they got to go take the residue of yesterday, the ashes of yesterday. They've got to take that out of the equation before they can put another log on that fire to keep your soul hot. But now listen, watch what they had to do. That priest had to literally, now wake up call, morning wake up call. Yesterday's gone, tomorrow's arrived. That priest had to literally change his clothes before he could remove the ashes from that altar. He had to put on his priestly garments before he could approach that altar. In other words, God's saying, listen. He's saying, you want that fire to burn? You want want that fire to burn inside your heart? You want the Holy Ghost to burn inside your heart? He says, here's what you... When you approach that altar on a new day, you've got to not approach that any old way. You've got to approach that with reverence. You've got to approach that altar with thankfulness and humility, knowing that I am the Lord God of today. Jesus said, why seek ye the living among the dead? Yesterday's ashes are worth nothing. But that priest had to change his clothes. In other words, saying, when you walk up to that altar, you need to treat this new day, you need to treat it reverently. You need to do it in preparation for what's coming today. How many of you know what's coming today when you get up in the morning? No. How many of you got plans to make things happen? Well, yeah, but how do you know that it's going to happen? Well, I don't. That's why he's saying you've got to make preparation. You've got to enter into this thing. With a heart of reverence. You got, it's got to be your God moment of the day. It's got to be your God moment of the day. And that priest had to remove those ashes. Now watch though. He had to remove them and he set them down beside the altar. In other words, anybody messed up this week? No hands go up. Oh, come on. Okay? In other words, he was saying, listen, you've got to remove, okay? You've got to take those failures of yesterday You got to take them flaws. You got to take those disappointments. You got to take those things that have been beating you up and you got to remove them from today so that I can work in you without trying to carry over yesterday's trashy ashes, which are worthless. You gotta take yesterday's failures, yesterday's disappointments. Thank him for the victories. Thank him for what he did for you yesterday. But then you take those, all those failures, all those, you take those and you say, God, this is what I'm struggling, this is what I struggled with yesterday. This is where I failed you yesterday. And the most that he could do, the most he could do was to lay him down at the foot of that altar. It's the most he could do. He set him down there. Now, watch what he did. After he set them down, okay, then. He changed into his street clothes. Read it. Then he changed out of his priestly garments. And then he came back. The Bible says he came back. He picked up that pan of ashes. And he carried them outside the camp. The Bible says to a clean place. He took, listen, God he don't want to when when we have laid everything down when we have pleaded our case before god when we have said god I have done everything that I possibly can. I'm going to lay this stuff right down at your altar, and then I'm going to get the victory. I'm going to pick that stuff up, and I'm going to carry it on the outside, and I'm going to dump it right out there on that ash heap, and I'm not going to worry about it today because I need you to burn in my heart today more than ever, and you can't do it unless you empty the ashes of yesterday. And the most you can do is lay them down. But he, he couldn't, he couldn't touch the altar without his priestly garment on. That was and is. That is, see, it it, it helps us to understand that you don't just walk up to the altar of God if you are sincere any old way. It is a time that you need and I, we need to be aware of what that thing is in our life. It is, it represents. The presence, God spoke to me and says, "That's where I will meet with you and speak with you." It's what I call a God moment. And he such a in. He carried them thing. Bible says out to a clean place. He dumped them things out. And there wasn't a thing he could do about yesterday. He could only live for today. And watch this. How he handled him, his entering into that day was going to impact those around him. Because if you don't take those ashes out one day, Okay, maybe nobody will notice it. Two days, maybe people won't notice too much that you don't have that light in you, that fire in there. okay? But three, four days, that fire is smoldering. And it is going to not just impact my life, it is going to impact the lives of the people that are dependent on you to rise up in the morning and call on the name of your God and making sure that you are in good standing with God today so that you can help them on their way. There's nothing more encouraging, okay? Okay. There is nothing more encouraging to me than to see, to walk in and see you that you are vibrant and on fire and have the joy of God inside of you. You know what that means to me? That means that that person has made an altar and they are more concerned about right now in this moment than they are about the troubles of yesterday because they know that they cannot do anything with it except just remove those ashes set them down at the base of that altar and go on with your life and throw only then could they throw another log on that fire and let that thing burn and let that thing burn that was a that was a law that was a law because God has a desire to meet with each and every one of us how many believe that he really does he wants to meet with you. He wants to meet with you in such a way that you believe that He is with you and that He can minister to you and that He cares for your needs. It doesn't matter if you're a young person in school or an elderly person or whatever the case is. The, the whole The whole thing is based on your hunger to preserve that burning relationship in that hunger for God because he will feed you according to your hunger got to take them ashes out And, listen, that priest cannot move forward to meet the new day until he does this. See, it wasn't an option for them. They could not move forward for the day's events until he performed emptying that ashtray. He could not do it. It was not an option he couldn't just say, yeah, yeah, you know, Colton, I don't care about this. I'm not going to, I mean, who wants to take the ashes out? I'll throw another log on there, but good grief, I'm not here to take no ashes out and, you know, something, I mean, that's, you know, you could get a little soot on you. You get a little grimy, you know, if it's raining out, it sticks to you and Amen. Sometimes we spend too much time digging in our ashes of yesterday, hoping to find the answer. And all the time, God the present is saying, throw another log on the fire. Ashes got to go. All right, we're going to close it out here, but don't dump your ashes on other people. Okay? You own them. You own them. You own your today. You own your today. Don't, you know, uh, you know, we've been there, haven't we? You know, listen, there are some things that we are to bear one another's burdens, okay? But, you know, I don't want to hear all your, all your ash stories. You deal with them. You created them. You take them. You empty the tray. You throw another log on your own fire. Are you with me? You understand what I'm saying? Not that, I don't, not that we're not going to help you, you understand? But don't, don't, throw, don't throw your ashes on other people thinking that that's going to solve your problem. It ain't going to solve your problem. Your problem, you own it. Hallelujah. You own your ashes and you own your fire. Nobody can build your fire and nobody can take out your ashes. You gotta do it yourself. It is an individual. It is up to you. If you're gonna burn. Okay, if the Holy Ghost is going to burn in you. It's not because that Sister Block, you know, threw some of her fire on you. When I was a kid, we used to, yeah, better not. Better not. All right. Mm. Ashes have zero value. As you stand with us, we're told Jesus was crucified outside the walls of Jerusalem. So it says, "Everything he touched became clean. If that leper of became clean." Jesus would have been unclean. Everything he touched became clean. He could not be crucified within the walls of the tabernacle of Jerusalem. He had to take that cross to the outside. That's where he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. You know why? Because he made the cross a clean place for you and I to dump all of our ashes. That's right. He took it outside and he he made that cross a clean place so that you and I we can drop all of our ashes at the cross and say, Lord, I've done all I can. I'm putting them right at the most holy place of them all. Two ways that I've always felt, and you can agree or disagree with me, Two ways that I've always kind of had a test, self-test to see if the fire was still alive in my heart. Okay? Two ways. One, I've always felt like the story of Jeremiah. He said, I am not going to mention any more his name. But he said, it was like a fire in my bones and I could not hold this good news to myself. He says, it was like fire up in my bones. Don't you know that when you call upon, I hope that when you call upon the name of Jesus, that something burns inside of your heart. And you are made aware of how powerful this message is and the cost and the the opportunity that he gave to us. Jeremiah says, it's, it, I you know I I don't want to preach sometimes, you know. I but boy, I'm telling you just sometimes all of it's just like when I get in one of those God moments. It's like this fire in my bones that I just. Test number two, the road to Emmaus. The Bible says that the people were sad. They were two disciples. They were sad. They, Jesus said, well, What are you all sad about? They said, Man, haven't you heard the bad news? The Bible says that he walked with them. Notice he's resurrected. Okay, they think he's dead, but he is alive, and he's walking with him. He he, you know, he's powering with him, yo. And the Bible says that he opened their understanding of the scriptures from Moses to the current today. And then they stopped into the inn for a little bite to eat he broke bread with him and he vanished and here's the words that they said did not our hearts burn within us when he spoke to us of the scriptures and gave us understanding of the scriptures while we were walking with him that is the test of all tests when you open this book of life and you realize he is not God of the dead, he is the God of the living. And there are just times that you read this book, Brother Ali, and my heart absolutely it will burn. Not burn with owl that hurts, but burn. Like, oh my goodness, Lord. How is it that you have picked me? Two tests. If it ever... If this word of God doesn't burn in your heart, you better check your fire. You better check because it's smoldering. It's smoldering. And if the message... If you ever think to yourself that I cannot, I'm not going, I'm not going to be a witness anymore to the world, you better check your, you better check because you're smoldering. Because this message is meant to set the church on fire. On fire. Hallelujah. God bless. Amen. Let's lift our hearts to the Lord one more time. Heavenly Father, we love you. We...